Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Bulls are 1-2 to start the year. They could be 0-3, probably should be 0-3, but they're not. Still some areas of concern, though, but all I'm going to say is I'm really, really glad that shot went in against Toronto. We're going to get into a lot about the Bulls on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench bob member and Tennessee Vol CJ Watson. CJ, I'm telling you, if they were 0-3, this would be a long conversation, but 1-2, take the money and run, right? Yeah, we'll take it, you know, but like you said, if they were 0-3, this would be a long podcast, long 30 minutes talking about what they're not doing right. <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about what they're not doing right. That's, I'm going to make that clear, but, you know, we're not going to do the whole time. We're going to go around the league at the end of the show because there's some interesting storylines here, including something that has never happened in the history of this person's career that I think is just really interesting given his trajectory. You know, dive into that later in the show after we get to whatever's going on with the Bulls. But first, a message from our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicked off last week, and BetOnline is your top spot for all the NBA action this season. Is a sports equinox here as we're recording this on Monday, October 30th. MLB postseason, NFL. You've also got college football, hockey in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to the BetOnline today. And get in, the, get in on the action. Don't forget, use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V to get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Also, we have an official t-shirt of our program, Jordan Pippen 98, the Last Dance campaign style t-shirt at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff there as well, like the hat CJ's got on there. You can get that at the Believe Shop as well. Shop.believe.com, Jordan Pippen 98, the Last Dance. It's our official t-shirt, though. The link is in my Twitter and, well, I guess not really Twitter anymore, my social media bios. get a little chilly, but you always need a new T-shirt, need new Bulls stuff. So, Bulls are 1-2. and two. Should be 0-3. I thought they were going to be 0-3. And, and Alex Caruso said, no, we're not, and took <laughs> matters into his own hands. The big takeaway from the first three games here, CJ, starters look flat. Yeah, very flat. They look, uh, you know, not in sync and no chemistry, I feel like, and uh... – I'm not sure what needs to change, but I think, you know, maybe inserting uh, maybe uh, another guy who has who brings more defensive energy, uh, not naming any names, uh, who hustles, who plays hard um, and uh, just just leaves it out on the court. I think that's what the kind of energy they need. He doesn't really need the ball. Uh, his 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 uh, his calling card is playing defense and just bringing that toughness. I think that's what that starting lineup needs. I'll go ahead and name the name. It's Tory Craig. <laughs> Put Tory Craig in the starting line. Like, just just do it at this point. I know it's like early three games in why would you change yeah. the starting lineup three games in they were all in the negative right. right plus minus you can it's a flawed stat i understand it's a flawed stat you can't i mean zach levine at 51 points the other day was a minus eight like right but he also had he had no assists but he had 51 points was a minus eight but when everybody's minus and it's not really close something's gotta change and i think i think patrick williams is gonna have to be the odd man out 
Yeah, I think so. And I think I, I really like him coming off the bench. I think like he can be more free to score. He doesn't worry about, you know, deferring to Zach or Vooch or DeMar. So he can just go out there, you know, still be aggressive and play his game. And like I said, just continue to develop. But that's what we've been wanting for these last two or three years for him to develop. And maybe that might be that, that six-man bench role coming off the bench of scoring and being that two-way player that we think he's capable of. You know, I think someone who got in his ear last year a little bit was Patrick Beverly. And now you got Javon Carter playing that Pat Bev role coming off the bench. I think that'd be great. Like play yeah. with someone like that, feed mm-hmm. off that energy. And I, I'm also, I'm a big believer in, I've said, I've said this before. This is why I didn't want Kobe White starting when he first came in the league. I'm a big believer in watch the game unfold. Watch yeah. the game, find the rhythm of the game from the bench, and then jump in and you you go into the jet stream, you go into the current, whatever analogy you want to put in there. Yeah. And I think Patrick Williams can benefit from that with this group. I think so too. And I think that's why I love coming off the bench so much. Um, just coming out there, I can I can see and pick and choose where I can uh, wanted to get my shots, where I wanted to, you know, maybe gamble for steals or stuff like that, or be aggressive at certain times. So I think coming off the bench isn't a bad thing. I mean, obviously everybody wants to start, but you know, you just got to play your role and what's best suited for the team. And I think for him right now, for this team, uh, him coming off the bench is probably the best best option in uh, just for him personally and his development and growth. Maybe he can lead this next iteration of a bench mob. Who I'm sorry, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't figured out the name yet. I've still been thinking, but I haven't thought of anything yet. <laughs> There's no way you can find out a name when they're playing like this. The bench was right, non-existent yeah. <laughs> in the first game, and then the starters are non-existent yeah. in the second game. Like, yeah. it, I, I can't figure out what this team's identity is right now, let alone a, a nickname for anything. Like, yeah, they don't deserve a name yet. <laughs> not yet. I mean, I, I mean, they, they, they should be zero three. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm here for a good Caruso. I don't know how he did that at the end of the game when he. He got he stole the ball when he was on the ground and got it knocked away to set up DeMar yeah. for the and one. And then he had the steal and the great pass from Zach yeah. from the for the corner three to win the game. Like that was full on Caruso, vintage Alex Caruso. I loved it. Yeah, but, that's what he brings to the table. Yeah, he, that's why you signed him is yeah. to win games like that. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad they won. You should yeah. be going three. Like, right. <laughs> it's, it's the name of the game. Like, Toronto, I, I know they got new coach. You don't. They can tell they don't have Fred Van Vliet anymore because they don't have someone who can knock down that shot to kind of stop yeah. the run. And I, I think that's a weird situation this year that I think you saw firsthand with how the Bulls played that game. Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. Uh, for both teams, just they don't really have that closer to to close that game to stop runs, like you said. But it was big with Zach not to force a shot and, and kick it to Caruso. I think that's my biggest thing for the Bulls. Uh, everyone wants them to shoot more threes, but I like it when they drive and get to the paint, you know, uh, draw two defenders and kick it to the open shooter. I like those threes better than you just coming up and jacking up, you know, threes just to jack them up. So I think those threes are better. And uh, obviously uh, he made the shot and that's what helped him win the game. I'm with you hundred percent. He didn't have his best night either. And I should say he didn't have his best night. He had a bad night all around. Like he, he came out of halftime with a heating pad on. I think he was playing hurt. I think there's something going on with his back. He was on the injury yeah. report the next day. And then of course he's probable with a back injury goes out, drops 51. But I don't think he was all right in that Raptors game. And I think that was good. I don't think Zach makes that pass a year ago, yeah. definitely not two years ago. Like, I think you're kind of seeing that, okay, I'm going to get it to the open guy. I thought that was a great play. And I want to make sure I gave him credit because I was tweeting during the game. Like, I'm like, it was a Caruso, but also Zach made yeah. that happen. Yeah, for sure. That's what you want to see from him, his playmaking skills. And not just being a scorer, going to get his shots, but trying to get others involved also. If you can get those others, others involved, it's going to make his game so much easier and just open up things uh, more for him. Let me tell you, 51 points, <clears throat> fantastic. New career high. I'm very happy. No assists? Oh, <laughs> like, come on. That, come on, yeah. <laughs> you mean, I, I, I'm, I'm meaning like one or two. I don't want 51 points, 10 right. assists. 
Like, yeah, two assists. At least two. You can get somebody a wide open layup or something. (laughs) Right, right. And again, I admittedly, I did not watch this entire game. I had it on the other screen on a college football Saturday with my job at on three. I am not paying attention to much else in the world besides college football for my job. But I had it on the other screen and I saw the same tendencies I saw in the Raptors game. A slow start. Starter started off slow. They had to claw their way back into it. They did it. But then it just feels like whenever there's even a little semblance of a run from the other team, the wheels fall off the bus in a blink. Yeah, it is a breakdown. I feel like I feel like they don't really have that that chemistry to where they can go or just call any kind of play. Uh, I mean, when we were with the Bulls all the time, we used to call, you know, one or two plays that when we need a basket, we know we can get a good shot, whether it goes in or not. I don't think they have those type of plays now. They're just out there just whenever they need to need a basket. Somebody just goes one on one and you can't win like that. I feel like over the course of a season. I was told the trip to Nashville was going to help with chemistry. That's why they did this. I <laughs> Maybe see they no need another one. <laughs> I see no chemistry so far. I don't. Yeah. I. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because the offense is trying to. They're trying to change the offense. They're taking more threes, which I appreciate. It's it, 2023. Welcome to the modern NBA. I'm going to say that probably once a week. Like I'm glad, but it it's not coming together. Yeah. Maybe it's the point guard situation. I don't know. I thought Kobe White was doing a good job until he and Patrick Williams both went scoreless against Detroit, which cannot happen, especially yeah. in it. It was a close game until Detroit finally pulled away when the Bulls got tired because it was the second half of a back-to-back. You still can't have two starters scoreless. Yeah, yeah, you can't have two starters scoreless. They got to be aggressive regardless of, you know, if the big three is the big three. You got to go out there and still be aggressive so they can so you can take some pressure off of them also. So. But uh, yeah, they can't go scores. They got to figure out a way to at least get a get to the foul line, get some easy buckets in transition, and uh, just you know just be more aggressive at all times. And that's why I think Patrick Williams can benefit from a move to the bench. Go play, play with a guy like Javon Carter. Go feed off that energy. Get Tory Craig in the starting lineup because when he comes in the game, the energy level just shoots yeah. through the roof. I don't mm-hmm. think they're at the point where Caruso needs to start. I like Caruso yeah. coming off the bench. I think he. His mentality off the bench, he leads that second unit. Don't take him off that second unit. I think Tory Craig is right there with him. I think he can jump in that first unit and be a starter and lead that starting unit and just be that spark out of the gate because you've got to start fast. No no more yeah. of these sluggish starts and really unwatchable starts, to be honest. Yeah, that's what that's what I think gets them, you know, uh, behind and just the slow starts because you can't always come back, especially if you're on the road, you know, in a hostile environment. Maybe at home you can come back with the crowd's energy. You get a couple buckets, a couple, couple stops, transition ducks, things like that. But uh, for the most part, you're not going to be able to come back down 10 all the time. you got to somehow, you know, start off fast, you know, keep some good rhythm and, uh, you know, just put a good pace to the game. I think that's what they don't have is, is a good steady pace at all times. Let's also not forget they were playing a really young, hungry Pistons team. I mean, we, yeah. the, we went through the names last week. You've got Cunningham. you got Thompson. you got Ivy. Oh, by the way, remember they got James Wiseman? Yeah, that's yeah. a thing. Like, yeah. you've got <laughs> young, hungry dudes that they're not going to go. And Monty Williams is their coach. Like, that team, give them a couple years, and you're going to be talking about the Pistons a lot more than just, like, a fringe, yeah. sneaky good team. I think that it, you saw that team play with nothing to lose, mm-hmm. and they, I'm going to clean it up for – family friendly purposes they messed around and found out <laughs> yeah yeah did. for sure yeah and that's what a lot of teams i think are going to learn about them this year also they're going to upset a lot of people a lot of people are going to come in slacking you know um underestimating them and they're going to come in just you know just punch them right in the mouth and, and end up with the win and now there's i've been kind of piling on patrick williams to start here and i i feel i feel bad about it because i do want him to do well and i think he's 
one of those breakout candidates even still, just put it all together. There's another starter who's been struggling. Vooch hasn't had more than 12 points through three games. And the, tw- the that season high came in the second half of the back-to-back. In the third game of three games, he had 12. Yeah. I was told he was going to get the ball more. I made the Lucy and the football analogy last week with this team turned things around. Did I, maybe I fell for it. It doesn't seem like he's touching the ball as much as we thought he would. Yeah, not not right now. Hopefully, like I said, we'll figure it out. They'll figure it out and and get that uh, all figured out. But uh, I think he has to also be aggressive. Also, you know, find and pick and choose his spots. But um, they got to get him the ball more. It's only going to take more pressure off everyone else. Uh, if you have an inside presence down there, and uh, then you can you know go to your the perimeter with uh, Zach and Demar and things like that, and get in the pick and roll with Vooch, and you can hit the pocket pass and skippers to the corner and things of that nature. So I think. Just the way he passes the ball, all the things he can do, we've got to give him the ball more so he can uh, be influential in the offense and feel involved. I think one thing about Vooch, if he doesn't feel involved, he's not going to play harder than defense in at all. <laughs> and he's going to let your coach know on the sideline because that's why he and yeah. Billy, first game of the year, he and Billy had a heated conversation on the sideline, and I didn't I didn't blame him for it because that was part of the deal was he was going to get the ball more, and he went 12 yeah. minutes without a shot. Like, right. That something something's not working here, and I also think he's lost his three point touch. I don't know what's going on with the three point shot, but he, yeah. the three point jumper. I saw the Bulls tweeted out a video from the warmups before uh, they're in <laughs> Indiana, right? They're playing Indiana mon- Monday night, and they're they're shoot. He's making threes. He, I think he missed one, and I'm like, yeah, do that in a game. If he can find that three point shot, I think that helps tremendously because then you can space the floor a little more. But if he's not making yeah. threes, you're going to see more of this. Yeah, I think so too. And I just say that's just getting him involved, feeling involved in the offense and uh, just everyone feeling and holding him accountable. So I think once he does that and kind of gets the ball maybe two or three times down down the floor, he'll, you know, feel involved and, and try to, you know, extend that range, but also just get some easy buckets also. Yeah, easy buckets. Just go take them. Like it's, yeah. Stacey King always says it's a simple game. Just go. Yeah, very simple. <laughs> get around the rim. Make some of those. He's missed a couple bunnies too that like you. Yeah. Just, just make them. Get your t- I don't know if his touch is gone. I don't know if it's a conf- I don't I don't want to say a confidence thing. You just got a big payday. Like yeah. I don't it just seems like there's a lot going wrong here. And it I mean Zach Zach being maybe not a hundred percent doesn't help. Patrick Williams not being aggressive and not, you know, being scoreless in a game doesn't help. Kobe having a bad game doesn't help. Vooch not looking good to start. It just seems like this is outside of a little bit of help from Caruso and the referees helped too, according to the last two minute report, the bulls finally benefited from bad officiating. Like it seems like almost what can go wrong. Will the only thing is no one's gotten hurt yet. Yeah. I think it's um, when I say yet, by the way, (laughs) yeah, let's let's knock on wood. (laughs) Yeah. Like let's hope nobody gets hurt, but no one's hurt right now. That's the only thing that hasn't happened yet. (laughs) Yeah. They they just all got to put it together. I feel like, you know, hopefully they can get a, get a win and then that can kind of help roll the tide and keep everyone's confidence up. Cause we don't want the same thing as, as last year. Uh, we, you know, we're saying they are not consistent. They don't play hard. All those things. You don't want to want to start off on a, on a fast start and hopefully, you know, one and two is better than zero and three. So they can still turn this tide around plenty of time to turn around, but got to do a game by game and one game at a time. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be the attitude, even with this in season tournament coming up yeah. starting this weekend we'll talk about that later in the week because that's just they released the new court there's a lot of hype around this which is like that's cool something different something yeah to try and they've got a couple games before that at indiana monday night obviously this show will drop tuesday morning we don't know the result of that game we're reacting to the first three games they can go out and blow indiana out tonight that's fine it doesn't change how i felt about the first three games they've also <laughs> got they've got dallas on wednesday what could go wrong with facing luca and Kyrie? 
Right. Nothing's going to go wrong there. Yeah. And also true. Derek Lively. How about Derek Lively? It's playing good. Playing yeah. against, everyone's talking about Wemby, 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 and rightfully so. How about Derek Lively out of Duke? That kid's Yeah. Sick. Yeah, he's playing good. Very athletic. Uh, you know, a lob threat. So he's playing, he's playing great. Fits in perfect with that system. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be an interesting matchup from the Dallas perspective on Wednesday night. We will see how the Bulls handle all of that. But let's let's go around the league because I'm tired of talking about just stuff that's not great. Um, I want to get your thoughts as someone who came off the bench. We kind of mentioned that with the Bulls. Chris Paul had never come off the bench before in his career. He did so the other day for the Warriors. That just seems interesting with what his role could be on that team. So that's a, that's the storyline I'm most interested in this year. Is what the Warriors are going to yeah. look like. CP3 coming off the bench. I, you got my attention. I mean, I think uh, that's the that's the role he's going to have to play. I mean, I don't see him starting. I think him starting with Steph and Clay is just makes their lineup too small, and he's not, you know, uh, the, the, the great defensive player that he once was. Uh, definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, obviously, him never coming off the bench just shows how great of a player he was, or it still is. And uh, what he's done in the past, but I think just for his for this team now and the way they play the game, uh, shooting threes, playing fast, I think he's best to come off the bench and he can really command that second unit and, and play in that mid range, but still shoot threes like he wants to. But like I said, he's more of a pick and roll type player, um, and he slows the game down a little bit. I think that you kind of need that when uh, Steph and Clay are going out and shooting threes and playing fast, so he can come and kind of calm that down and maybe you know kind of control that offense. Warriors ran out, Steph. Clay, Wiggins, Looney, and Draymond. And I think I put that in terms of like your starting five. I should have put Draymond first. But either way, that starting group, that there's the size you're looking for there. Yeah. I I think if they can put that combination together and make this thing work, because it feels like they're throwing a lot together with this yeah. team. And I've, I've, I mentioned it. The reason why this storyline is so intriguing is what's going on. It's all about what's next. Clay's mm-hmm. got a contract coming up. Yeah, the GM change. Like, I mean, you've got a lot going on with the Warriors, so I'm interested to see, is Chris Paul going to stay in this bench role, or are they going to have to put him in the starting lineup to kind of maybe facilitate a little more if Draymond is if Draymond can't facilitate? I don't know. I don't know how this is going to yeah. work. Yeah, I don't know either. I think it's just a work in progress, just like you know, probably any other team who gets new players and, and players taking on different roles. So uh, I think we'll probably see maybe some lineup changes throughout the season for this team, but I think for the most part it'll probably be – uh, the start lineup that they have, because that's the biggest uh, lineup, and they can switch and do all that kind of stuff. And that's their best, most experienced lineup. They won a championship together, and um, they're gonna. This might be their last go round. You never know. So it's probably the last time we see Clay on on the Warriors, him and Steph together. So I'm sure they're trying to make the most out of it and uh, savor this this moment if it happens. Thank you for not using Last Dance. I was wondering. I'm like, <laughs> was, are you gonna say it? Are you gonna say it? Because no. I'm like, there's a te- there's a team. You know, you look up here. Look right there. That's the yeah, team I that wanna, did the last dance. Like, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm too like, great of a team for all that. <laughs> I, I've seen people mention it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you no, can't say that. Lot. Last dance is already taken. Right. <laughs> now, now, I, now I'm gonna go and watch it again because that's what I do whenever it gets mentioned. I go right. and I watch the last dance again. It's good motivation. I feel like too. But yeah. you know that that's an interesting spot. And the Bucks. I thought going in the year, Dame. Giannis, Middleton, this is a good group in Milwaukee. Atlanta blew them out. 127, yeah. 110. Dame had a bad game. Dame and Yon, or I think it was Dame afterward, said he and Giannis are still learning. They're still figuring this thing out. Yeah. Neither player has played with a player like this. When I say that, Giannis very ball dominant. Big like you put up 50 in a night. He has put up 50 in a night. Dame, what more can you say? 
is there kind of a learning curve when it comes to the Bucks of kind of blending those two styles like that? Oh yeah, for sure. There's definitely gonna be a learning curve because they just only been together what for maybe training camp and maybe uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's a late so, trade. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying yeah. So I think it's gonna be a, definitely a learning curve and definitely a work in progress throughout the whole season. Those are two ball dominant guys, like you said, and they both have to sacrifice something. And I think Chris Middleton is probably gonna be the one that sacrifices the most because he's a now was maybe uh, the B player. Now he has to go to the you know C player, <laughs> so the third, third or fourth option. So I think. Uh, it's going to be a work in progress for all parties. And uh, it's going to be crazy to see how Coach Griffin, you know, kind of monitors that and, and just makes the makes it work the best way they can. Like, I think I think they're going to be fine. I don't want to yeah. make this seem like I'm overreacting. Oh, the Bucks aren't what we thought they'd be. That, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. It's just maybe it's a steeper curve than maybe we expected just because you got two of the 75 greatest players of all time. Yeah. And that's not me saying that. That's the NBA saying that. Like, yeah, sometimes maybe it just it won't be immediate success, but I'd rather this happen now if I'm the Bucks than in April. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A wise man once told me Rome was never built in a day. So, you know, it takes time and, you know, I'm sure they'll figure it out. They're great players, great coach um, and they're NBA players. So they got to figure it out. They want to get to that destination of, you know, holding up that trophy at the end of the year. Well, and that's why I said they're two of the 75 greatest. Like they're going to figure yeah. this out. There's a yeah. reason they're on that list. Like it's just mm-hmm. a matter of it's not going to happen overnight. It may be happening to the Hawks wasn't the expectation, but it's any given night in the NBA. I mean, you say that all the time. Yeah. And crazy thing is, you know, Atlanta is one of those cities, you know, it can get the best out of you. So you got to be careful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that team, the way the Hawks played last year, I'm not, is that indicative of how they're going to be? Like, I mean, they still got Trey, they still got DeJounte. Like that, I thought that backcourt was going to be a lot more lethal. I yeah. guess is the phrase I'm going to use. Like, I mean, they that was their first win of the year to put in perspective. They got the same record as the Bulls. Like, and yeah. I, I don't want to make that. I'm not standing, was watching yet. I just saw that for the first time. I thought they'd already won a game. Like, I these people that are already watching. Oh, there comes the first overall pick. It's three games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, there's it. There's a lot of time left here. That's why with the, with the Bulls, I'm not like. This is end all be all. I know we keep saying their window. I don't. They don't have an eighty-two game season. They've got forty-one at most. Like yeah. they've got that short a window to figure out what's next with the contract situations. Like it's going to be one of those years around the league too. It's going to be interesting given the crowded Eastern Conference. What's going to? Oh yeah, for sure. Year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like you said, it's a long season, but for the Bulls' perspective, they definitely don't have that long to, to fix things and get things together. They got to get it together now, and you know, they got to being all senators from the from here on out. And one team that does probably have a full year because there's no talk of blowing it up really at this point. Lakers are one and two. Again, they're starting the year a little rough. Last year was slow. Anthony Davis, nice disappearing act in the opener. Just <laughs> wasn't there in the second half. Didn't I don't think he had a point. Did he take any shots? I don't it was he kind of went quiet against the Nuggets. Seemed like he's turned around back-to-back 30-point performances. Uh, the loss to the Kings in overtime. LeBron said he's still optimistic about what's coming next. What's your assessment here where the Lakers stand? I think even for them, they're still in work in progress also. They got a lot of new players, uh, but, you know, their main guys are going to be AD and uh, LeBron. So uh, they got to figure it out, figure out what works for them. Um, I would like to see their offense move a little better than just coming down and do and setting a pick-and-roll every time and try to – find a good shot out of that but you know they're good they're good enough players to, to figure it out and both dominant players that were there they both command double teams anytime on the, they're on the court so uh i think ad just has to be more consistent um but they're they're asking a lot of him from trying to give him 30 and then you know 
be the defensive player that he is on, on the defensive end. So it's a lot they're asking for, but you know, he, that's where you get paid the big bucks. How important is AD to this whole thing? Cause I'm one of those, I keep, I have ESPN on during the day, just as background yeah. around the house. I, I work nights for on three. My shift starts at three o'clock central. Like I'm around during the day, just kind of lounging, yeah. taking it easy. And I keep first take on, and I hear what, you know, I listen, Stephen A. Smith, when he's talking ball, Stephen A. knows ball. Like the guy yeah, started yeah. as a newspaper columnist. Like when he, when he talks basketball, I'm going to listen a little closer. Yeah. But he talks about how important AD is to this whole thing. You know, the, the game one was not great, but with the way he played, you know, they lost that game. How important is he? Cause I know the narratives out there about, he's kind of like, if he goes, they go even with LeBron. I mean, I mean, he's definitely the the main guy, uh, the mainstay. But I think the with the new NBA, they tend to shoot a lot more jump shots, and sometimes they don't really give him the ball more. So I think you know, with this new era of shooting threes and stuff like that, he's down there, you know, banging in, trying to get offensive rebounds, and uh, he doesn't really test the ball some possession. So I think you got to give him some kind of grace. But at the end of the day, uh, a lot of it does fall on his shoulders. Uh, how successful this team is, and they go just as far as he goes. You know, as long as he stays healthy and stuff like that, they they definitely have a chance. Staying healthy is the key. I'm not yeah. going to count out Braun. I'm just not going to do it. Like, and I mean, he kind of willed them back into games uh, the other day. He kind of kept them in against Sacramento. Like, I'm not going to count out LeBron, but you definitely 80 is important, but it's not the you go, we go effect. Yeah. I don't think. I think he's, he's a big part of what they do, but he, I mean, he's got to just be involved in the second half, not do what he did against the Nuggets. Cause I mean, it was right. like, even like I, I watching that game, I'm wondering where'd he, where'd he go? He was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was definitely there. He was there. He had a jersey on. <laughs> yeah, he was on the court. I look on the court. I'm like, there he is. He's there. Go do something. Like, but yeah. it, especially against a team like the Nuggets, you can't. You got to have everything. You can't just. It can't yeah. just rely on Braun. You can't just rely on Reeves, D'Lo. You you got to have someone else step up. Yeah, I think so too. And I think they need another big too, uh, especially if we're going to get to a guy like Jokic. They can't have you know AD uh, trying to play defense and him uh, banging banging against Jokic and all that kind of stuff. But then. Uh, don't give him the ball on the offensive end too. So you got to find a, 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 a kind of pros and cons to it, but, uh, you know, figure it out. Yeah. There's a balancing act. You got to find it. And I think Darvin Ham can do it. It's just, it might take, again, it's like the Bucks. It might take a little longer than anticipated, yeah. but the yeah. West is wide open as well. I don't know. Like the, the West, you got the Nuggets, you got the Suns. I think the Warriors are like kind of your sleeper team. I'm not going to count them out with that group. The Lakers are up there as well. It's Sacramento. early. Yeah. yeah. Sacramento. Don't, well, it depends on what happened with Darren Fox. I think he got hurt. I yeah, yeah. from Shams. I think it's like it's not Sprint bad. It, might, it yeah. might keep him out. It might not. We'll see. But either way, we're three games in. It's not like you don't overreact just yet. I'm talking Bulls. I'm talking Lakers. I'm talking Bucks. It's no time to overreact just yet. As fun as that is, as much fodder as that gives us the overreactions. The only thing I would say, the only reaction for the first three games for the Bulls is just change the starting lineup around. Find something that works. That's what it's yeah. all about at this point. Yep. Find something that works, be consistent and, uh, you know, bring that fight each and every night. Don't let other teams come out, play you. I can take you losing, but don't just go out there and lose with no effort and no heart. And quit with the slow stars. I said that yeah. every week last year, quit with the slow stars, like come out firing. If you need to rely on Tory Craig, rely on Tory Craig. Like I think yeah. he's the only one I put in the starting lineup right now, yeah. but we'll, we'll see what they do against Indiana. Obviously that was, that was Monday night. This drops Tuesday. Later in the week, we could, we're going to be back here uh, Friday morning. We'll drop a pod. In-season tournaments coming up. I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know if anyone knows what this is going to look like, but we're going to try and preview what's going on across the league with that. 
Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV for that 50% bonus and buy our shirt. Jordan Pippen, at the last dance. Shop.believe.com. While you're there, buy a hat too. Why not? Yes. There's a lot of good stuff yes. there. It looks like a nice hat. I don't have that one. I might have that might be in my next purchase. We'll see. I think this is my special order. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> cool, I'll, I'll hit up Cam Rogers or something. I'm like, hey, I might need a little help here. <laughs> yeah, Cam, get him right, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't hit I haven't hit him up in a while. But 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 CJ, good stuff today. I uh, will do this again later in the week and hopefully things are better. Like I said, I'm glad they're not 0 3. They should be, but yeah, I'm glad yeah. they're not. Yep, just keep pushing, keep moving on, and just win. You you quoted a wise quote. I'm gonna quote one. It's better be lucky than good. Yep. That's that's my <laughs> attitude on everything. You should see me on the golf course when it comes yep. to that. Uh, we'll see everybody back here on Friday. Enjoy the week of games. Enjoy the sports equinox as well. This is a it's a really fun time of year. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.